As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, this is Andy's Philosophy Corner brought to you on the Steel Plaza podcast. This week, we will be discussing the modern phenomenon known as Sunday Assembly. Now, this show is not about religion per se. It's more like the absence of religion. And since at certain points in time and places on the globe, philosophy and religion really were one in the same thing. And by that justification i i I feel it's uh, perfectly suitable to uh uh, discuss sunday assembly and my very special guest with me this time around is mr henry mckay um henry is the current president of the pittsburgh chapter of sunday assembly and uh, he's been gracious enough with his time Uh, to speak with me for a few minutes and um, tell you, dear listener, a little bit more about Sunday Assembly. So, uh, Henry, uh, if you could, in your words, give us a a thumbnail of uh, what Sunday Assembly is for for those that may have never heard of it before. Sure. Well, uh, Sunday Assembly is a secular community organization. So, our Sunday Assembly of Pittsburgh chapter is a, a, a it's a secular congregation. And really, the easiest way to describe it um, for most people is probably to say, imagine a traditional religious congregation, and then take out the supernatural elements, the dogma, um, the doctrine, and what you have left over is kind of people forming an intentional community that's all about living better, um, you know, being a better person. Um, and kind of having wonder at the, you know, at the universe and um, just kind of helping people live their lives better. Right. And uh, in fact, there's, uh, uh, I'm, I'm reading here the, the slogan or, or sort of one of the basic mottos of Sunday Assembly is pretty much what you just said, uh, live better, help often, and wonder more. 
And I personally think those are fantastic ideas. Who could, who could argue with that? <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, it's pretty straightforward. And, and it, that's by design too, I think, is that it is, is are some, you know, universal challenges that people have, how you live this happy, fulfilling life and, you know, make the world around you a better place. Um, and we really try to appeal to people that way and have it not be, you know, we say like, you should be able to bring your Catholic grandma to a Sunday assembly and she wouldn't be offended. Right, right. Cause there's, um, I mean, I've full disclosure, I've obviously been to a few, uh, uh, uh some Sunday assembly, assembly gatherings and provided some help with, uh, uh, this chapter along the way, but there has never ever been any sort of, uh, you know, bashing of religion. It's it, it it's all been focused on what's positive um, about people gathering together, and um, that's so refreshing. It's 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 kind of too simple to be wrong. Um, so so how long have you been involved? with Sunday Assembly. Can you tell me about how you first heard about that and your sort of uh, path that brought you here? Yeah, so I um, I moved to Pittsburgh with my wife in uh, 2016. Um, we moved here from D.C., from Washington, D.C., and I had heard of Sunday Assembly then um, while we were in D.C., and then so I, I looked at the chapter when we arrived here in Pittsburgh, you know, mostly as a way to meet people. Um, you know, Pittsburgh was a place where after moving around a lot, we were finally deciding we're going to put down roots here. So let's start building some connections with people because we're planning on sticking around. And Sunday Assembly turned out to be really excellent for that. Most of the friends and connections we have in Pittsburgh are, are because of Sunday Assembly. That's that's very cool. It's uh, it's such a cool thing to be a part of a volunteer group because everybody's there because they want to be there <laughs> as as opposed to a job. People might work. I don't want to go there. I can't wait till I'm out of here uh, sort of thing. Uh, looking uh, uh, and I, I think your story is, is similar to many others, I would imagine. Um, I mean, in the course of um, getting to know the community, nobody really uh, was brought up in Sunday Assembly because the group was founded, I think, less than uh, 10 or 15 years ago, maybe a bit longer. Um, I'm not sure. Well, there, there are some people being brought up in Sunday Assembly, but they're, you know, four or five years old right now. Right, 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 right. I mean, yeah, yeah, the adults. But for uh, for some of us and uh I was I was brought up in the Protestant faith, and I feel that's fair game for me to talk about. I was there, and just as as I've said to uh, some uh, some similar minded folks, uh, when I was in Sunday school, I didn't like their ans- uh, They didn't like my questions any better than I liked their answers. I could <laughs> I could tell it was going to be a strained relationship, and there's there's kind of a sense of relief uh i mean i found as i met other members and well tell me how you got here and invariably talk people talk about their upbringings and um there is different as i mean i mean as any other individual might be but i i really really liked the idea or the 
Sunday Assembly sentiment called the one life we know we have. So what does that mean to you as a slogan um, when saying uh, sort of make the best of the one life we know we have? Yeah, well, it's, um, yeah, it's a statement to encourage us to focus on enriching where we are right now, our lives right now. And it's a very carefully crafted statement. I think you, you can notice, you know, it's not saying we are, you know, just worm food and we'll disappear after we die. Um, but it's also not disagreeing with that. And similarly, it's not saying, you know, we're going to go somewhere else and have, you know, some other kind of experience after we die here. But it's also not necessarily disagreeing with that statement either. So it, it's a, it's a, you know, a very broad statement, but it still gets to the point of that common kernel of truth of, you know, we know it's worth investing in this life experience we have now. Yes. Uh, this is, this is digging kind of deep. I hope I don't get it wrong, but I think, I think Nietzsche called out Socrates for, for metaphysics, you know, how sort of the idea is there's this underlying unseen world that sort of dictates things here. And that idea lived for a very long time in philosophy. And uh, I, I can't remember the, uh, his publication, but um, this is almost consistent with what Nietzsche might have thought about Sunday Assembly, if, I, um, if it's not too strained to work in philosophy in this. Uh, Nietzsche thought that there is, you have everything you have right here in front of you. Um, you could spend the rest of your days worrying about how things started or um, am I going to suffer an eternity <laughs> in, in horrible, horrible pain? See, that was, that was one of the things that, that didn't get me real excited about religion, you know, and the one life we know we have, uh, you know, it takes something that no one is completely non-contentious, which is another thing I really liked about Sunday Assembly. There's, there's nothing to argue with here um, to just take some of the basics and, you know, gather, be nice to each other for, for, for a little while, enjoy a sense of community. Um, so uh, another one of my questions for you, Henry, is what can you tell me about a typical Sunday assembly gathering? Uh, I mean, the frequency and uh, some of the uh, common recurring elements that you'll find in a Sunday assembly gathering. Well, so this, so this is our, our flagship program. You know, this is the main event that we have every month. Um, and so we kind of try to put a little bit of everything into it. Um, when we met in person, which we haven't been doing lately, obviously, because of the pandemic, but um, when traditionally we met, met in person, there's... Uh, programming built around a theme. And um, for example, this month's theme is dreams. Uh, next month's theme is uh, bodies. Um, and we have encouraged really broad interpretations of the theme, but we'll have a guest speaker who will speak you know, about something in their professional life or something they have expertise in or experience in on theme. We'll have readings that uh, community members will select and read. Um, We'll have uh, people sharing. We have a segment called X is doing their best. You know, so if I'm doing it, it's called Henry is doing his best. Um, 
where I share how this theme is interacting with my own life, you know, something about my recent experience. And then we also have music that we have sing-alongs, just like you would have in many traditional religious services, you have people singing songs, except we don't have our own um, hymnal. We just have kind of the, you know, popular music, music that people like, music that people like to sing, music that is already relevant to people's lives. And we try to build that around the theme too. That's great. And, 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 and the music is ordinarily pretty upbeat, I think. Uh, uh, positive things uh, about people helping each other and feeling better about uh, things in general. And uh, what are some of the songs that you like to uh, include on a periodic or on a, uh, a regular basis, if I may ask? Well, yeah, we, we do um, have a lot of upbeat music and a lot of positive songs. It, really, the one thing as we've matured as an organization is we've started to, to sometimes move away from just a positive tone sometimes and explore, you know, issues of dissatisfaction and striving and even death. We've had assemblies about, about mortality. Um, and so we're, we're trying to broaden our palette and speak to a, a broader, you know, scope of human experience mm. because we, you know, we, we want to be relevant in people's lives like that but yeah we do play a lot of fun songs um just because it's fun to sing to beatles songs mm -hmm. and uh if i'm not mistaken something uh that has been included a lot uh in pittsburgh sunday assembly is the mr rogers theme isn't isn't that correct that's right yeah so you know he's a he's a pittsburgh um icon and reflects you know, something about Pittsburgh values about, you know, the concept of your neighbors, not somebody who you kind of share your life with and should care for. So every assembly we sing, Won't You Be My Neighbor? And it's our kind of greeting each other song. We pause in the, in the, the singing in the middle of it while the band plays and everyone says hello to their neighbor and catches up and maybe meets somebody new. Um, but that's, you know, that's something that has emerged as a, as a kind of homegrown tradition for us. That's, that's the, I was thinking about, it, I'm like, wow, that's like the perfect song. Fred Rogers was such an amazing guy. Um, just recently myself, just learning more about his life and just what an amazingly, incredibly, simply decent man he was. Um, and culturally being on the, front of a lot of current issues um uh real issues that affected people and it's it's no wonder that they uh, there's recently a few films made about him just uh anyway and and if if i'm not mistaken he fred rogers even wrote that song didn't he yeah he was a really accomplished composer Wow, that's cool. Now, okay, you had mentioned when I asked you about a typical gathering, uh, the flagship event. So there are, there's sort of uh, in between the gatherings, there are some other events for members to participate in is um, uh, according to more specialized interests, isn't that? Yeah, we have um, book club, we have, uh, you know, we've done game nights before, uh, service projects together. Um, we have a social series called After Dark, where people will just hang out, you know, in, in an evening. 
Um, we have this uh, segment called Community Circle that I think is really interesting that was developed um, by uh, you know an assembler who has experience, who's a trained therapist. And uh, Community Circle is basically kind of group sharing on a theme, you know, very personal sharing. Um, you know, sometimes it's stuff about work-life balance or sometimes it's heavier topics like about, you know, a death in the family. But it's basically a structured sharing process. You'll have everyone in the circle, you know, talk about their perspective on whatever the topic of that month is. You know, how is it relevant? What, what do they want to get off their chest? And um, they have a lot of space to talk without being interrupted. And then we encourage people to not you know, offer solutions because you're not there to workshop or critique or, or, or judge somebody else's experience, but it's just from the benefits of kind of saying these things out loud and, and you know, hearing each other uh, talk about their own experience. All right. And uh, I mean, that's a great way to share something personal. Uh, probably aren't any Hail Marys involved. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, I'm also really, uh, I mean, sort of the parallel, but not parallel to what a typical religious service might be. Uh, that is reading of an important text or something in inspirational, uh, which, I mean, take your pick. His history's got so many wonderful uh, uh, poets and writers that uh, I think are great when they address the human condition, because that's that's good for all time. And I think that's, uh, uh, that's really, uh, part of what's very, very important is that, um, it's, it's universal. Um, so, uh, now maybe we should have talked about this first, but, um, uh, I know a little bit about the original formation of Sunday assembly and maybe I'll just begin and you can jump in when I start getting it wrong. Uh, in England, like I said, I don't know the number of years ago. I'm, I'm guessing it was 05. Dang it. You know, there's, there's, I got the internet here and I didn't even uh, prepare that. But, <laughs> that sounds close enough. Yeah, it's hard enough to verify. But uh, uh, now I'm going to forget his name. Uh, Sanderson Jones. Mm-hmm. And his partner, uh, forgive me, I forget her name, but I, I don't know what got them to do it in the first place. But in Sanderson's a younger guy than I am. Uh, so it kind of makes it more impressive because it wasn't just a couple dozen people in London uh, within, I mean, a year and a couple years, he really went practically all over the planet. Uh, in fact, the my first introduction, which I kind of mentioned, uh, a friend of mine said, hey, Andy, <laughs> I saw this thing. Seemed like it might be up your alley. Why don't you check it out? And it was uh, it was the movie, uh, the guy that did Supersize Me. Jeez, I forget his name too. But he sort of, as he experiments with himself, he decided to attend a Sunday assembly. And I found that, very impressive. Uh, what do you think would be uh, important for someone to to take away from this brief podcast if you've never heard of Sunday Assembly before and maybe it's 
starting to sound interesting to you. Do you have any advice or would you give any guidance to someone who may um, develop an interest in, in Sunday assembly? Yeah, well, look us up online. You know, uh, if you're in Pittsburgh, we are, you know, always welcoming new members, whatever your path to Sunday assembly is. Um, and there are, you know, as you said, there are chapters all over the world. Uh, you know, there are, I think we're kind of after the first wave of growth of, of Sunday assembly, where you had a lot of new chapters opening up, which really speaks to how much demand there was for something like this, for people who wanted a still secular experience, but to meet, you know, what is often described as those spiritual needs in life. I usually wouldn't use that word. Um, and then a lot of those chapters around the world kind of, some, some of them didn't, you know, make it, they had trouble raising money, re retaining volunteers, or just kind of keeping things going, which speaks, you know, to the difficulty of starting up a nonprofit organization and starting something new. Um, but Pittsburgh is one of those ones that stuck around and there, there are still chapters that are really strong all around the world. So I encourage somebody to, you know, look it up um, and try to get involved. That's great. And from what I've seen, Sunday Assembly, uh, I guess largely because it's more of a younger movement, Sunday Assembly seems to be very tech savvy uh, with pretty pr prominent presences on uh, uh, most of the big social media. And I, I guess for anyone interested, it's, uh, it's not too terribly hard to uh, find either a local group or even just... Um, even online, uh, some chapters have, have online assemblies, and it's, it's pretty amazing, uh, I think, in terms of that. Henry, uh, just to share for myself personally, I, I really, really like the part of the motto that is wonder more. I, I personally think is a philosophy that it's important to be cool with the unknown, you know, with people worried about what happens after you die is, is a pretty uh, straightforward example. And I love how when a student asks Confucius, what happens when you die? Confucius replied, there's plenty to do right here, right now. <laughs> you know, so in terms of not knowing, it's, it's okay to just wonder uh, you don't need this constantly hanging over your head thing of, I don't know, am I going up or am I going down? You know, that's, um, I personally think that's a, some form of suffering that exists in the minds of people, uh, that sort of thing. But um, I'd say wonder more is, uh, I think, almost the one that sort of is, is, is transcendental to the Sunday assembly experience. But there, Confucius, I worked in another philosopher. There you go, on the philosophy show. <laughs> you, you hinted at this a little bit, but we're, you know, we're not an anti-religion or religious organization. We're not about, you know, it's not the atheist club. Um, although a lot of people in Sunday assembly may also have membership in, you know, something that's like an atheist club. Um, but, um, you know, we're at the point of, you know, yeah, maybe you're an atheist, maybe you're agnostic, maybe you were, went to Unitarian Universalist Church for a while and like that didn't work on it, you want to try something new. Um, 
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Or maybe you do have some kind of theistic ideas, but uh, you know what? What else then? You know, all right. How do I live a better life? How do I help other people? You know, how I want? How do I appreciate this life that I have? Or about you know everything else after that question of yeah, I'm an atheist, but what else? Right, and uh, to go along with the help often uh, uh, part of the motto. Um, there's always been uh, different charity work and outreach, and uh, it seems like really having a positive impact on the local community. And you don't need uh, deities or commandments or <laughs> uh, prayer beads or anything. It's just <laughs> people can get together, be nice to each other, and help people around each other again it's so simple it's it, it it's too simple to be wrong and and i think that's that's fantastic uh to uh really help often and uh i think that's one of the ways that you kind of help yourself live better is by being useful to your fellow human being i have a child and that's something i i tell her from time to time you know before uh my child is an adult it's it's very important to be useful to your fellow human being, um, provided that you're able to. So um, any domain names or Facebook callouts or uh, email addresses that you would care to uh, furnish to the dear listeners of the Steel Plaza podcast? Well, you can find us online at sapgh.org. Uh, we're also on Facebook as Sunday Assembly Pittsburgh. And, you know, a Google of Sunday Assembly Pittsburgh will get you to where you're trying to go. S-A-P-G-H dot org. That's and when we meet in person, uh, when we meet in person, we are at Community Forge in Wilkinsburg, Pennsylvania. That's great. Well, Henry, thank you very, very much for your time. I have no doubt that um, there's many listeners who were either unfamiliar or um, perhaps mistaken about what Sunday Assembly is. And I... I mean, it's pretty hard to find any fault with uh, any 
activity or or belief of the group and i think it's uh i think it's a fantastic idea and i wish you all all the luck in the world and uh, lastly thank you to the dear listeners of the steel plaza podcast for tuning in to andy's philosophy corner thank you so much for your time and have a great week everybody Congratulations, you have just unlocked the bonus portion of this Andy's Philosophy Corner podcast. The Steel Plaza podcast has recognized your interest, and most people will not hear the following segment. Now, philosophy translates as the love of knowledge. In so much as philosophy is concerned with the well-being of humans, it's very useful to look at another ancient thinker, Hippocrates. It's fair to say that Hippocrates specialized in the love of knowledge regarding health and doctors and medicine. This concerns the subject of ethics. Now, I have to put out a warning here. There's a couple big words coming next deontological and teleological. Deontological essentially means that you are guided by the intentions of your ethics regarding the ethics of your actions versus teleological focuses on the outcomes of your actions. So there is a moral hazard for each way of approaching ethics. So regarding health and physicians, we look at Hippocrates. Now Hippocrates, uh, by all records, was born in 460 BC and died in 370 BC. So by my math, that's 90 years. So for over 2,000 years ago, that was an unusually long lifespan. So, physician heal thyself, uh, he, he knew something, and there's a reason that his writings have remained popular and important over the millennia. Hippocrates was a Greek physician of the age of Pericles in classical Greece, who is generally considered one of the most influential figures in the history of medicine. And after 2,390 years, he is still dead. The Hippocratic Oath is often abbreviated or summarized to say, first, do no harm. Here is a good English translation of the actual Hippocratic Oath, which is taken by most physicians. And I quote, I swear by Apollo physician, by Asclepius, by Hygieia, by Panacea, and by all the gods and goddesses, making them my witnesses, that I will carry out, according to my ability and judgment, this oath and this indenture. To hold my teacher in this art equal to my own parents, to make him partner in my livelihood, when he is in need of money to share mine with him, to consider his family as my own brothers, 
and to teach them this art. If they want to learn it without fee or indenture, to impart precept, oral instruction, and all other instruction to my own sons, the sons of my teacher, and to indentured pupils who have taken the physician's oath, but to nobody else. I will use those dietary regimens which will benefit my patients according to my greatest ability and judgment, and I will do no harm or injustice to them. Neither will I administer a poison to anybody when asked to do so, nor will I suggest such a course. Similarly, I will not give to a woman a pessary to cause abortion. But I will keep pure and holy both my life and my art. I will not use the knife, not even, verily, on sufferers from stone, but I will give place to such as are craftsmen therein. Into whatsoever houses I enter, I will enter to help the sick, and I will abstain from all intentional wrongdoing and harm especially from abusing the bodies of man or woman, bond or free. And whatsoever I shall see or hear in the course of my profession, as well as outside my profession, in my intercourse with men, if it be what should not be published abroad, I will never divulge, holding such things to be holy secrets. Now, if I carry out this oath, and break it not, may I gain forever reputation among all men for my life and for my art. But if I break it and forswear myself, may the opposite befall me. Transl End quote, English translation by W. H. S. Jones. So there you have it, the full Hippocratic Oath. Another equivalent phrase is found in Epidemics, Book One, of the Hippocratic School. Quote, Practice two things in your dealings with disease. Either help or do not harm the patient. End quote. And I don't want to opine too much. I feel like it would be valuable for me to just provide you with many more quotes here is one, I will follow that system of regimen which, according to my ability and judgment, I consider for the benefit of my patients and abstain from whatever is deleterious and mischievous. Now, in the information age, this is not a quote, in the information age, it's fascinating to see that information is the basis for many professions, holders of information, yet in the information age, it is possible to do a lot toward your own health, which leads us into another quote. Everyone has a doctor in him or her. We just have to help it in its work. Our food should be our medicine, and our medicine should be our food. Leave your drugs in the chemist's pot if you can heal the patient with food.
Health is the greatest of human blessings. To rephrase another time, make a habit of two things to help or at least to do no harm. Additionally, wherever the art of medicine is loved, there is also a love of humanity. That about wraps up this jam-packed installment of Andy's Philosophy Corner. Special thanks goes out to the Steel Plaza podcast for providing excellence in the publication of content that you, dear listener, find valuable. So, one way or another, please find it in your heart or in your wallet to support this podcast. It's not incredibly expensive, but there are, in fact, expenses that go into the production of this show. And what I'm hoping that uh, people will be inclined to at least share, uh, like, uh, feel free to discuss the subjects on this show and this show. And since one of the primary bases, uh, bases is, well, I don't know what the right word is, <laughs> of uh, the information age is knowledge and sharing and connecting. In the primary basis of philosophy, one of the fundamental concepts is, I do not know. And the, one of the fundamental actions is to ask questions in philosophy. And I'll just wrap this up with a brief tale of, that some of you may be familiar with, some may not. Now, you may know that Plato wrote The Republic, and the main subject was contemporary philosopher Socrates. Some of you may know what Socrates did with his life and how his life ended. You see, Socrates was a guy who took it to heart that he does not know, and he asked questions when he didn't understand the responses he would have even more questions, and more questions, and more questions, and more questions, until he was ultimately accused of corrupting the minds of the youth with too many questions. So a trial was held for Socrates. The result of the trial was a guilty verdict the sentence for his guilty verdict was Socrates was to end his own life by drinking the poison hemlock. You ask a lot of questions. <laughs> Here's your hemlock. It's also interesting to point out, as the story goes, that as this was happening, the best friends and loved ones and closest people in the life of Socrates implored him escape go to another city avoid your own death Socrates and as the story goes Socrates said that would be pointless I'll go to another town the exact same thing's gonna happen there so while philosophy is concerned with asking questions in the pursuit of of knowledge 
one must be careful at all times, perhaps more so in the information age. So uh, that was my P.S. <laughs> to the wrap-up of this show. So P.S.S., thank you very much for your time. Thank you so much for all of you who are already actively supporting the Steel Plaza podcast. Without your contributions, without your likes and your shares, this show wouldn't be nearly as valuable as it is. And we've got nowhere to go but up. So lastly, thanks for your time. Uh, please feel free to look up past installments of Andy's Philosophy Corner, where we discussed such subjects as the lockdown, isolation, UFOs, the price of oil, guardians, and earlier in most of this same podcast, Sunday Assembly. What we're trying to do is couch everything in the zeitgeist and the information age. What, how has philosophy changed? What does it mean now? What has changed? What has not changed? So thanks so much for your time, for your support. Let me know if you want more guitar riffs in, in this podcast. Uh, take care, everybody. Have a great week. Uh, enjoy this beautiful weather while we've got it. And take care, my friends. Goodbye. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.